coming up, we'll be giving an update on why our show hasn't been on the air and talking about the New York Comic-Con and our experiences that we've had there and the panels we saw. All that and more next on Nerdcasting. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdcaster Podcast. Joining me today, I have Lori. Hello. And before we get into a whole lot of show, I'd like to just apologize to everybody who listens for our hiatus for about the past two weeks or so um, between work and going to New York Comic Con and getting stuff together at home in our personal lives and some medical attention needed to be done here. Um, but we're, we should be back. We should be good. You 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 confer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you sound like you're reporting back to work after. Yeah, I'm apolo- disappearing. Yeah, I'm apologizing because uh, I've been off the grid. Mm. Um, and hopefully we have Justin back soon. Um, we'll see what's going on with him. Uh, but like I said, we have attended New York Comic Con. Uh, we've played uh, some some Assassin's Creed. I'm still playing Spider-Man, so, I mean, there's there's a bunch of stuff to talk about. Where do you want to start first? Um, you know, why don't we start with Comic-Con? All right, I, I think we're going to have a few episodes about Comic-Con, because I'm sure Justin will want to talk about that when he comes back, too. But, um, yeah, I did definitely want to go over, um, first of all, how did you like it this year, compared to years past? Because we've been to Comic-Con quite a few times. How does this one compare to the other ones? Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, honestly, it, it's no different to me than it is for other years. Um, See, I found this one to be completely different. I mean, yes, yeah, set up and, and panels and, I mean, the, the, the overall Comic-Con, like what you can do is the same. But I didn't find it as asses to elbows as it was previous years. Do you agree with that? Like, No. You don't? I felt like it was really bad in previous years. I didn't feel like it was as bad this year. I'm not saying it wasn't crowded. I'm just saying I don't feel like I was getting sweated all over by cave trolls. I mean, maybe that's just, excuse me, maybe that's just we got lucky in where we were. But I I felt like the crowd level was about the same as it is. I mean, it's no worse. It just felt the same to me as it does every other year. Okay. Yeah. I thought the only, I'm guessing maybe I thought this, maybe it's my perception because they did have that Hulu theater. Cause I know they started the Hulu theater in the Hammerstein ballroom uh, panels like last year, but we didn't go last year. So I don't know. I thought maybe that helped control crowds a little bit that not everybody was packed inside the Javits center. Um, but I don't know. I, I felt it was a, a bit better. Uh, like I said, it's still crowded. Um, uh, we did the Netflix and Chills panel. I guess we can start there since that was one of the main things uh, we did. Uh, we saw the Sabrina. What is it called? Tra- uh, the first episode of Sabrina. Jesus, I can't speak. Uh, we saw the Umbrella Academy and we saw the Haunting of Hill House, which I know is your favorite. Um, <laughs> and it was uh, it was Don't the only the dark crystal. Oh, yeah. The dark crystal. I, it was easy to forget about, actually. Uh, but this is where I have a problem. This is what I hate 
what I hated the most about Comic-Con is what it took for us to get into said panel. We show up at what time in the morning? Like 8 o'clock? No, I'm pretty sure um, we showed up about 7.30. So we showed up at 7.30. And they, they kind of let you um, in, you know, in the basement, essentially, um, about 8 o'clock. Yeah, and then we, st- we stood in line outside. We stood in line. Then they let us in at 8 o'clock, and it's like, oh, shit, we're getting let in. This is pretty cool. To stand in line for another hour. It was an hour or was it two hours? I don't remember I if they opened the doors at 9 or 10. So then we get to stand in line again and sit with a whole bunch of crazies in, on a cement floor. And the highlight of sitting there is when people knock over the metal railings to, 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 to divide the queues. Everybody friggin' cheers, which gets old after a while and very annoying. Um, so we sit there just to get our, our, our badges scanned to say we can get into the panel later. And then when we get to the panel, you know what we have to do again? Stand in line to get let in. I'm fine with lines. I love Disney World. I stand in nothing but lines. But there's so much more to see at the Comic-Con convention. It's redundant there. That I don't want to spend like three hours in line when I could spend them doing something else at the convention. Well, luckily, the first line we stood in until about 9.30, we weren't really missing much because it doesn't open until 10. So they let you into the... See, this is where I was confused. So they let you in to stand in line in the panels an hour early before the floor opens. Yes. And then they don't scan your badge until the floor opens at 10. So essentially, you don't get to miss anything. We got... We got scanned early, and actually, this kind of is going to bleed into the next thing we ended up doing, which was amazing, but, you know, in retrospect, really unfair to other people. Um, but, yeah, no, we we left that line about 9.30, and we got on the floor. We got on the show floor about 20 minutes before they let a lot of people in. And you could still see they were still they were starting to let people through security and get that process going, but, I mean, we were, we were there way early so everybody who came to wait for a panel got out a little bit early we were front in line so i mean it was kind of worth it especially because the first major thing we did after display that, that we mm-hmm. that we saw on the show floor was the square enix display mm-hmm. and they were giving out tickets to um you know play the demo for kingdom hearts 3 which was amazing and i literally got the last ticket yeah, you got on Friday. Justin got the f- one ticket. I got one ticket. And you got the very last ticket. So we were like the well, last. Well, Kristen, three Kristen, Justin's wife yeah. got the last ticket, and she very graciously <laughs> gave it to Justin um, while she went off on her own. But we got so all the tickets were gone by nine forty before they even let anybody in the show floor. And don't, don't get me wrong, I'm so so happy that they did that. I don't think I would have gotten a ticket otherwise, and I'm. You know, and I ended up playing, and it was awesome, and I don't regret it. But I felt bad. Everybody who came up to that line right at ten or at ten oh five, they're just told all all the tickets for the entire day was was like just gone. gone. Yeah. And before in in you know the at some some of the time it was a couple minutes before ten, so it was like they're walking up and they're like the show floor is not officially open, and yet all these tickets are gone. It's it's kind of not fair. Um. I guess, but I don't think the Square Enix crew that was there, because I'm, I'm guessing they're all volunteers, too. I don't think anybody who works at that booth is really paid. 
Um, I don't think they under, you know, I, I don't think there's rules for that. So it's like when people who are attending Comic-Con just come up, it's like, well, here's a ticket if you want, here's a ticket. Right. I don't think that they know how to corral until 10. And then what's the, but then what happens at 10, the people who already got let in early or, or faux early or whatever, they're going to be standing there waiting anyway. And they're going to be sold out before those people got in. Right. So I don't know if, if that's a problem, then maybe something needs to be fixed overall at Comic-Con. Um, but I think that's where in years past we ran into problems with security getting into the venue as well. When I remember those lines being like 45 minutes long and we weren't even through security to get into the venue. So I think that's how they, they started making that a little more palatable because the first time we did that, that was, that was, that was miserable experience. Um, it's, I, what makes it miserable because I don't again like security felt like it was a little bit more streamlined yeah they definitely fixed that problem. it was it was kind of like TSA had come in and this is what they're doing with the the comic-con lines but I think the the biggest determining factor in this and maybe you know this is an unpopular opinion but it I think it's just overall ignorance the first time that they were doing that where they're doing bag checks and they wanted you know for people's safety it's, you know, do they have enough cues? You know, they have to do a couple of trial runs. So maybe like, you know, and we weren't there last year and I heard it was kind of a fiasco after the whole Las Vegas incident, after, mm-hmm. um, a lot of, you know, just public, like public acts of violence at like these gatherings. Um, you know, you gotta, they have to do their due diligence, but you know, those lines, I didn't feel like they were overly long and people understood what they had to do. It's like they walked up, they saw a table Somebody was yelling instructions. Open your fucking bag. Yeah, it's like... The like, air- open your bag. Don't... You're the ones... The people in the line. Not the people checking the bags. The people in the lines are the ones holding up the line. Open your shit. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I mean, anybody who's been through airport security should know the drill. Or, I mean, at this point, again, not to make a Disney World reference, but they, they even do it at Disney now. So pretty much anywhere you go, that's going to have a large gathering of people is going to have this exact method of getting through. It's time to learn. Got to learn today. But overall, I don't want to make it sound like I didn't have a great experience. I thought this was the best Comic-Con we have ever attended. And we've done, was this our third one in the past, like, five years? For, yeah, for New York. We've been to yeah. a couple of smaller events. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm talking strictly New York Comic-Con. And I felt like this this one I had the most fun at. This one I I felt like I got to see more than I did in years past. And we were there longer than we were at years past because halfway through the day we're either tired or sick of getting elbowed in the back or whatever and we end up bouncing. But we made it through two entire days with no problem. Um, the vendors, again, like you said, I think they were the same ones that we normally see between like Tor Forge and and source point press um i did feel like they did have a bigger back to the video game thing a little bit bigger of a video game presence like there was capcom that was there konami and square enix uh to name it the three big ones and i mean you can play mega man 11 at the capcom uh booth at, at square enix they had um, we also had uh, their you know double may cry five that was at Square Enix, right? No, 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 Capcom. Capcom? I don't remember who makes the game. I don't play it. But there was even two games at um, the Square Enix booth. There was 
I th- I don't remember what the second one is, so if you remember, let me know. But I think it was Shadow of the Tomb Raider, if I'm not mistaken. And it was the Kingdom Hearts. And, I was going to say, I, I, and I it, had a tunnel vision. I yeah. only saw Kingdom Hearts 3. At yeah, that's all I did, too. And then the they had Devil May Cry 5 as well. Um, I don't know who puts that out, but whoever does. That, Capcom. That is Capcom as well. So Capcom had a pretty big damn booth then. Because they had three different games, if that's the case. And I don't remember what Konami had, because I didn't even go over there. Um, but I know they were there. Uh, the Square Enix booth had even stuff to buy. Nothing that I really thought was great. Um, a lot of figurines, a lot of expensive shit. Same thing with the other ones. Uh, that's pretty much... That was one whole section of like the main floor. And then from there, they had the independent comic retailers and sellers. They, they, the way they laid out the floor this year, and I don't know, maybe it's just because I got smarter, uh, was a lot easier to navigate to me. Like, I knew, like, all the smaller end stuff was if we're looking at the Square Enix booth head-on as soon as you walk in the, into the, the main room, all your independents and lower comic book stuff and lower vendors and, and, you know, not big popular names, not like Funko and Tor Forge books or... DC and Marvel, all those little lesser known boots were all on the left with like the sci-fi stage. And then you had that Marvel stage and then everything to the right of that seemed to be more of your mainstream publishers and, and vendors and, and um, stuff like that. I mean, so it's like anything to the right of that Marvel stage was where the crowds were when it came to the vendor stuff. Everything to the left was a little less crowded in my opinion. I don't know if you agree with that. I saw no difference. And then down below that floor is where all the panels are. And that is crazy. The lines for even the lesser known panels are are ridiculous. Lines for the bathroom are crazy. And most of that stuff is down down there. Um, I think in the way of panels this year, I'm... I thought it was a a lot of the, uh, and they were smart for doing this. A lot of the, um, I guess, uh, what's the word? More prestigious or more, um, you know, panels that were going, that they knew were going to be very popular. Mm -hmm. They took out of Javits, um, which I thought was smart. They took some out of Javits. I mean, not all of the the big timey ones were, were taken out. I mean, you had a couple. I mean, you had a couple, the, the, but it like wasn't... the Daredevil one, yeah, and um, American Gods wasn't in there, and a few others. Um, they were all at the Hulu Theater at MSG or at Hammerstein Ballroom. That's what I'm saying. I think that helped with the crowd stuff, like I said earlier, because you had those panels. Say, there. You didn't really have a big panel like like those types of panels in the Javits Center. They had the the whole Netflix panel was in the Javits Center. That does not compare to. I mean. Netflix and chills and whatever compared to Daredevil's panel, like you. I don't know. I think it's comparable. They're both Netflix things. I think the fan bases are different, and I think um, there's a lot of lesser-known Netflix series that. Um, I don't know. I think it's different when you're coming off like a, a a very like highly popular show versus like debuting a couple series that people don't know all that much about just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I'm not saying that they're not big panels. They're just not as big as Daredevil, which I'm sure you can agree with that. I 
thought Sabrina might be just as big. I mean, everybody as the Daredevil panel. Everybody who saw Sabrina back in the '90s were are, are waiting on bated breath. Anybody who's read the graphic novel is waiting on bated breath. Everybody I talk to seems to want to see this. I've had people ask me about this and what I thought about the first episode because they're nervous it's going to blow. Mm-hmm. Okay, fair enough. So I think the interest level for it is there. I think Daredevil is the safer bet because it's already been out. Mm-hmm. So it's like anybody who wants to see something new, I don't know. That's... I. I I guess. Maybe because Daredevil has already two seasons behind it. It has its fan base. But from what I understand, those other those other rooms weren't that big. I mean, we never made it over to any of them because th- that's the other thing. Walking around Javits all day, do you want to walk all the way over to these other... Granted, they're not like five miles away, but do you really want to make that extra walk to the Hulu Theater at Madison Square Garden or Hammerstein Ballroom? As some people did. I mean, Kristen did. I was going to say many people did. The Daredevil panel sold out two hours before it was even before it even started. Mm-hmm. So I mean, a lot of people went over, but I don't. I think it it takes away from other stuff you can do because you're you're walking back and forth at that point. And I think maybe they need to put a transportation system in. I think that would help a lot. And with the transportation system, they count the people who are going to the panels. So it's like if it's full, you. You let everybody know that, like, hey, man, you're not going to get in. Because mm-hmm. they can count as many people that are getting on these buses or, or whatever vehicle they decide to use. And they know how many seats they have. Right. I'm I'm not looking to pay $80 a day for a ticket at Comic-Con. And that's exactly what's going to happen if they start doing that crazy shit. Well, how much is it now? Like 50 bucks. <laughs> it's And you don't think it's going to go up year after year? Well, it is, but if they add the transportation, that that's a hard cost that they're going to have to, you know, that's going to affect the ticket price immediately. It's not just like, oh, inflation, or we'll add this thing this year. No, it's like, oh, we're going to add an entire transportation system. We're going to let everybody know when the panels are full so they don't have to walk over here. It's, I'm not trying to pay $80 for a ticket because I don't actually give a shit about the panels. Uh, that's kind of what I was leaning towards earlier. Like with the how long you have to wait to get into a panel. I Those don't, are becoming separately ticketed events anyway. Yeah, I don't know if if I could do that. I'd rather register for a panel online and then when that panel's full, then you don't get in. Like can we do something like that? I don't want to sit and wait for like four hours just to say I can get into the dumb panel. I don't wait for that for anything else. I would even prefer to watch it online if they did a live stream of it, like BlizzCon does. I don't. I don't <laughs> disagree at all. Again, the, the panels aren't. You know, in in the the age that we live in, we're gonna find you find out exactly what's gonna happen. You know, Five minutes seconds, after yeah. the panel's over, and you know, it's like, do I want to wait four hours or do I want to wait an hour and a half? for the panel to be over and then I'll get my news. It's kind of like, where do you want to spend your time? They do ask you if like, um, they, they ask the press people who are in the panels, um, you know, to not release anything. Um, because you know, if they're showing a first episode of, you know, a new series or something like that, they want, you know, they're, they say it's for, you know, it's for our, you know, it's for New York comic con. So for our fans here today, not for the press or whoever, which, you know, is respectable, but how can they really enforce that? 
Well, they they can try. They can't really enforce it with the press, other than saying next year you don't get a press pass or whatever. But even the people who don't have press passes that go to the panel, ten seconds after they're tweeting out what they just saw, or they're they're writing on social media on right. Facebook or whatever. And they, so it doesn't even matter if the press leaks it. Right. No, but they. But it's it's just totally bullshit because they want the hype for you know especially for Sabrina like it's a brand new series the first episode drops this week um, well you know the first episode the entire series drops season one Netflix is going to yeah, drop you get what I'm trying to say week, yeah uh, it drops and they want they wanted the hype for the show it's the perfect timing to do it but I agree they they're going to get the hype on it but the one thing we got by sitting in that panel that the people out. In ether, uh, Ethernet, internet world, you can connect via Ethernet, but they don't get to see that. Like, we can tell them how awesome it is or how bad it was or, or we can try to explain it, but they didn't get to see that first episode. That's the one thing we can take out of that panel, but it's not worth the wait. Like you just said, I can wait the extra week or two. Until it drops yeah. completely on Netflix. I would have waited to check it out for myself. And maybe, again, this is maybe it's part of the age that we live in where everyone doesn't, you know, you just want to, you know, just want to sit in the house and watch Netflix. You don't want to go out anywhere or everything. And that that's not even what bothers me. If I knew, like, getting up, it's like, I have this thing to attend. You know, I paid money for it, and I knew what I was going to get out of it. It's, it's pretty nice to know that. I, I would have absolutely ventured out to do it. Um but like you said, I don't want to wait in line two, three hours to kind of to do that. That to me, you know, as a grown ass adult, not worth my time mm-hmm. um, in waiting. Did it make, you know, does waiting make the episode less awesome? No. But like my is it worth it factor kind of, you know, it diminishes. And it's just like I don't, you know, I'm not a teenager anymore where I can just like, oh, you know what? Like waiting in line all day is something that's totally cool because I have nothing, literally nothing productive to do. Or it's like it's either school or waitressing. What would I rather do? You know, when you're an adult, you have like, I don't know, a million options of cool things to do besides waiting in line. Yeah. And um, so we can move away from the panels unless you want to go into some of the other things that they talked about in in that panel. Um, I don't know if you want to talk about the Umbrella Academy or, or... haunting of hill house or the dark crystal or anything like that or if you want to move on um long story short for me they all looked good um hill house the haunting of hill house is already out on netflix now if you like scary stuff go ahead and watch it honestly from what i've seen so far because i'm not done with the series yet it's really not that scary and um i hope it gets better but that's all i got to say about that you want to add anything or you good no I'm, I'm pretty good <laughs> all right so moving on from that the other thing that comic-con has is the artist alley section which is probably my favorite area i like looking at everybody's artwork and, and looking at their stuff and seeing some of the comic book artists that i've read um like kyle higgins was there he did some nightwing stuff and power ranger stuff i got to see chris jones again who did nightwing stuff um and, and some young justice um uh, I believe Scott Snyder uh, was there as well and and a whole bunch of others. So, you know, walking around and seeing some of their, their artwork and stuff and being able to, to uh, what's that word? You know it better than I do, where you can pay them money and they'll draw something for you right oh, then. Commission? there. commissioning, yeah. And and having them commission some, a piece just for you is pretty dope. I mean, it's, it's a bit expensive, but I mean, this is how these guys make their money. So um, 
I'm all for it. I'll, I'll pay them their 50 bucks or whatever it is uh, uh, to get my own personalized Nightwing poster. Um, but what what is your favorite part of this year's past this past year's Comic Con? My favorite part, probably, you know, everybody who dressed up. That to the me is, is a is the best part. Is it's just the people who show up there at Comic Con rather than like the panels. It's like again, I don't really give a shit. Um, the, and the cosplay was on point this year. There was a lot of good ones. It's always, from what I hear, it's it's always amazing every year, and and every year that we've attended, it's you know, you always see something just that just blows your mind. Yeah. Um, but you know, just with all the other stuff, the people who actually you know paid to have these giant tables there and the artists, you know, I love seeing the artists just like you do. Mm-hmm. You know, especially watching them if they're actually painting or drawing or inking something right in front of you. It's always awesome to watch. I love doing that. Um, you can't really stand there too long, though, because that's rude as hell. Um, you just block in. You're just in everybody's way. Um, but that was my favorite part, is walking around, seeing that. And, like, you ask people for a picture. Um, and they're just, you know, they drop it. They go in the character. And, like, that, that that's the they best part. They give you part. a stance. Yeah. No, it's, it's awesome. And, and the time they put into it. I mean, I hope they use these for other cons as well, because... I'm telling you, some of the ones we saw had electricity running through them, lights and LEDs and movable parts. They have to. Like, I hope you really use these for other things, man, because they were out of this world. Like, I I think I really met the real Iron Man at this at this con. That dude's mask was on point. It opened. It closed. Um, He had the lights in his hands, like like the beams, like Tony Stark does. It was on point. It was probably my favorite cosplay. Do you have one that you remember that that you thought was really good? There was so, there's really so there was many. a lot there was a lot of Harley Quinns that looked really good and I'm a big big I have a big problem yeah he's a he's a huge critic you can't <laughs> Har, Harley Quinn cosplay not that you need to please this guy at all because he shouldn't even be a blip on your radar but, but... you can try if you want <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um, I'm a very big critic about the Harley Quinn ones uh, probably because she's I don't think she's drawn. To, to human scale. I don't think anybody could look like that. I mean, you would know better than I am than I do. I don't draw. I don't read Batman comics. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, I'm so not. yeah, I know. Um, a few black Panther stuff that looked really good. Uh, lots. Uh, any? Yeah. There's really too many to name. Yeah. And uh, we got a free donut. I mean, I don't know where else to go after. After that, that was a hard stop for me right there. <laughs> uh, I totally who blanked. Your, who is, uh, who's your favorite cosplayer? We got a free donut. Yeah. Uh, but they do give out free shit here and there. You can get a free comic and stuff like that. So, you, you know, you can get something for your 50 bucks. Yeah. I mean, all that stuff together, I guess, is really nice. But, you know. Yeah. You know, I just, overall, I think the experience is only just okay. I oh. think it kind of wears off if you, if you've gone like this would be our third time at this at mm-hmm. this con. Um, the most fun I've had at any con that I've ever been to was actually the Atlantic City Boardwalk Con, which they don't even do anymore um, because that thing. Or if if they do it, if they're continuing a different year, it was the first year they did it. Nobody was there. They you couldn't give these tickets away. 
Um, and there was like some panels that even dropped out because attendance was really low too. Yeah. Um, but that was the most fun I think I had at any con because you actually got to go to each individual table that you wanted and talk to the people there. You didn't feel like you were in anyone's way or rushed or rushed out or they weren't trying to sell you something in five seconds. And, and because there's literally so many people behind you, um, you got to kind of take your time with it. Um, the panels, even they, they were way more, they were less structured, less scripted. I feel like they were, you know, they were just great. I mean, we saw, um, the cast of Arrow at the boardwalk on, not the whole cast, obviously it was, um, whoever plays Deathstroke, Manu, Bennett and Thea, uh, Thea Queen. Yeah. Um, I'm blanking on her name too. It was Thea Queen. That's what I know her as. And that's what she will be called going forward. And we saw Kevin Smith. Um, he's great uh, in person, as any, always. Anytime you can see Kevin Smith, go see Kevin Smith. Right. But, you know, we caught two panels. I didn't wait, we didn't wait in line for him. We waited in line for like five minutes right before we went in the panel. And again, it, I felt bad because it was a little bit awkward, I think, for them. But they recovered from that very quickly and then just became a much more... It, it felt more personal. Yeah. Like, they, they talked to people on more of a personal level. They did a lot more Q&A, too. Um, and the one problem I do have with Q&A is like, you know, you get the people who are like, can I have a hug? Like, I just want to touch you. And it's creepy. Um, but the ACBC con, there was a lot more of people asking questions about the show or asking about other shows these characters were in. So it definitely felt like a more personal experience um, with, with a lot uh, a better Q&A than just fanboys or fangirls. Right. I think, you know, the, but that's not to say that all these like, lesser attended cons are are all created equal or, and b- just better. No, I, I don't think so either. I've been to a couple. I'm not going to name them just because I have nothing good to say about them. Mm. I've been to a few that was just an absolute shit show. And it's kind of like, okay, there's just a bunch of six foot tables kind of haphazardly, sh- you know, Throw organized somewhere and not even organized. It's completely the wrong word, but you get it. And there, the panels were behind curtains, so you couldn't even. If you're sitting in a panel, you can't even hear what your panelists are saying because you're hearing the other panelists across the way, just hidden behind a curtain. Again, I've been to a couple of those, and they try very hard, and you try not to shit all over it. But you know, oh man, it's just like you know what? I'll give that a try. If if they're still doing it in three or four years, give it a shot then, mm-hmm. because then it'll be a little bit better. And then, you know, we'll call those class D cons. Comic-Con is up there as far as attendance and just like notoriety up there with San Diego. San- I've, I've wanted to go to San Diego. I've never been, I'm sure it's going to be just as much of a shit show as New York, but I still, as like a bucket list kind of want to go to, yeah, to I still com- want to check international Comic-Con or whatever. Yeah. The cons that are, that would fall in like a B or a C category. I feel like it's the sweet spot um, as but, far as crowds. Uh, yeah. The, 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 I think the way you're, you, you, you're classifying this as like your A-cons are the ones that have Marvel and DC show up and Netflix and your, your, your top top like uh, 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 Comic-Con that, that goes to, to San Diego. And then your, your B-cons are like, yeah, you'll get some characters from Arrow or Flash or the CW. Yeah, you probably won't get the... Um probably won't get top billing there yeah you're not getting kevin kevin Feige or phage or whatever his name is there but you'll get some decent actors or actresses or, or writers and, and and artists and stuff mm-hmm. and then you got your decons it's like hey just just here by by my comic it's strictly just comics and people trying to sell their crap 
it, it, some of the decons are like garage sales in, in a warehouse. <laughs> That's probably the perfect way to say that. <laughs> and I don't mind those cons because sometimes you do find some good stuff. Um, but on a whole, New York Comic Con, I had the best time I've had at a Comic Con. Um, I would go back. I felt like after the last time we went, I'm like, I'm done. I don't need to come back to this. And this year, I I felt like I could I could do this again. I had a good time. I had that much of a good time that I would go back. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> that just that sounded worse than it was. <laughs> yeah. So it's it. I really enjoyed it. I had a really good time. I liked it. Um, again, the only real issue I have is getting to New York Comic Con. We are not from the Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens. We are not close. We're within like an hour and a half ride. That is closer than most people it traveled. Is. But most people who traveled get a hotel or a Airbnb or something. And they're, they're closer to the actual con. Um, us being an hour and a half away, it is a little bit of a trip to do it for four days in a row. And then we're leaving at like 930 at night, not getting home till 11 to be up at 6 a.m. to do it all over again. So it's a little rough with that. But all in all, I had a really good time at Comic-Con. I enjoyed the Netflix and Chills panel. I enjoyed the floor. I enjoyed everything I saw. Um, I don't have much to say bad about it, except again, it's the same thing I would say bad about like Disney World when it's packed. I hate crowds. I hate standing in line. And if my whole day is going to be nothing but standing in line for 30 seconds of fun, yay, I'm probably not going to do it. Right. I don't have anything. I don't have anything really bad to say about it at all. Um, but I don't have anything like, oh man, like this was the best time ever. Like I wouldn't. I just wouldn't say that about it. I could. There's only one thing that I would probably say was awesome, and that was just the, you know, the ability to play Kingdom Hearts three, just to demo that. Um, you know, and that happened completely by chance, you know. I honestly didn't, didn't think we were going to be able to. Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't even realize that that's what they were doing until we were just right there. And I, you know, you mentioned it before, but I'm just kind of like, it was like the 800th time you said something about Kingdom Hearts. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'll, you know, every time you say Kingdom Hearts, I just think that, you know, just bust out my checkbook or something because he's just trying to spend more money on the series. <laughs> A new Kingdom Hearts game just came out. I didn't oh, my buy God. That. It's Here the, we go. the story so far, and it's pretty much just 1.5, 2.5, and 2.8 rolled up onto one disc. So, yeah, I might have to buy that. We'll see. I don't feel like getting in trouble right now. <laughs> um, you know, it was, it was good. It, it was, was good. good. I don't I, have anything bad to say about it. Mm-hmm. And maybe next time, when we do go next year, uh, we'll, we'll Let's find... Let's go to San Diego next year. Uh, maybe i'll see what we can do i mean san diego's far so it's on the complete other side of the country i mean if we can get tickets too that that's that's that, the I other heard thing. that process is way more intense than new york i always that, you know what I, I will say something that was intensely so much better this year than it has been in previous years and that was the ability just to get tickets the whole fan verification i feel like they've just not it's not perfect it's still not perfect but they took steps to make it much less of a hassle. I was only in that online queue for maybe 45 minutes to an hour. I've been in that queue before for three for hours, hours yeah. and hours and hours. And I've gotten a ticket before waiting that long and it was fine. And then I didn't 
one year and then we went to special edition and waited another line for four hours to get tickets this is how determined we were we were because um we really wanted to go that badly this year a definite improvement and you know what i've heard getting tickets to san diego is worse way worse well we'll have to try and find out at some point we should live stream that what standing in line for Comic-Con tickets? Yeah, no, we'll just record and we'll just try. Oh, I'm hitting refresh again yeah. and again and again. Oh, it timed out. Let me hit refresh again. That's a good live stream. People will enjoy me hitting refresh a hundred times. What, me cursing that it keeps timing out? Oh, whatever. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, well, that'll do it for uh, this episode. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, um, facebook.com slash nerdcaster on twitter at nerd underscore caster on instagram at nerdcaster uh be sure to visit our website we will have articles going up hopefully soon www.nerdcaster.com always listen review and whatever else you do with this podcast on itunes twitter uh, yeah our, i tweet out about it on itunes google play stitcher um Blueberry. Were you going to say Twitcher? Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, and what's the other big one we're on? Oh, Spotify. Uh, you can find us on almost any podcast directory. So just look us up, leave us a review. It's much appreciated. Um, you got any last words to say before we bounce? Uh, thanks, guys. Later. <laughs> Nerdcaster out. <laughs>